Time now for business with Giles Beckford. Kia ora, Giles. Tourism Holdings hopes to convince regulators to give a merger go-ahead. Kia ora to you, Marnie. Yes, the uh, company, the Camper Van Company, is, and uh, its Australian operator, Apollo Tourism and Leisure, uh, planning to sell certain assets to get their planned merger over the line. The companies have been struggling to convince competition regulators on both sides of the Tasman to give approval. In a further concession, the companies plan to sell some of Apollo's assets, including 230 motorhomes, to the Juicy Group for $45 million. And THL's chief executive, Grant Webster, hopes the divestment will alleviate competition concerns. He says the sale won't undermine the strong business case for the merger. This is about us being able to enter the Canadian market with a very, very good Canadian business that Apollo has, Apollo being able to re-enter the US, the European presence that Apollo has, the opportunity in the UK market where we both operate, as well as the fact that Apollo are much stronger in Australia from a manufacturing perspective and we're much stronger in New Zealand from a manufacturing perspective. So it really is a global deal that is a number of different parts so the divestment here relates to one particular part of, of the global operation. So, yeah, a little bit of shine-off, but at the end of the day, it doesn't take away from that broader opportunity. Well, trading and tourism holding shares have been halted ahead of an expected decision this afternoon from the Commerce Commission, and the Australian competition regulator is expected to release its decision next Thursday. Difficulties in cancelling recurring debit and credit card payments have prompted a surge in consumer complaints. Banking Ombudsman Nicholas Sladden says consumers are frustrated to find banks can only cancel payments made via a direct debit rather than uh, those made with cards. She says the number of complaints is increasing as more consumers make online transactions, but there's not much that the bank can do because the power to cancel rests with the merchant. The only way to cancel the recurring payment when the customer's used a debit or credit card is with the company directly. So if a company does ignore that cancellation request, the customer's redress is with the company. The bank, unfortunately, can't stop the payment. But in some circumstances, it can recover it through a chargeback. Well, card providers can reverse payments after a customer cancels a service, but consumers would usually need to provide some evidence of that cancellation. And staying with consumers, uh, they're burdened with debt, but they'd rather pay off their phone bill before anything else. Research by the University of Sydney and the credit bureau Illion says a study of more than 11,000 New Zealand consumers indicate there is a pecking order when it comes to which debts are likely to be defaulted on. University of Sydney Business School Senior Lecturer Andrew Grant says consumers don't want to damage their relationship with the bank. However, priorities are ultimately based on personal needs. No matter where you are in your financial situation, if you've got your phone, at least you can afford to to work in, in and around society. It's very difficult to operate without access to a phone. I mean, you'd have to switch to a prepaid phone, which might be a, a little bit more more of a problem than most people are willing to bear. Well, credit cards are ranked 10th in the list of bills that consumers are likely to pay first, with overdraft payments rated second in the list of priorities, followed by mortgage repayments and other utilities. Well, Australia is wasting no time in putting the image of King Charles III on its currency. 
In contrast to New Zealand, where the Reserve Bank says a change in the imagery on coins and notes is likely to be years away, the Royal Australian Mint is already preparing for the new monarch. Chief Executive Lee Gordon explains. We'll uh, uh, look to seek a a Buckingham Palace-approved effigy from the UK, from the Royal Mint. Once we're comfortable that we can make a good-looking coin and that the tools are reliable and we can make a a, a significant number of those coins, we'll then get the approval from the government to um, begin production on those coins and they'll filter out through the banks as the banks demand the coins that they need uh, from the, the shops and businesses. There are a lot of Queen Elizabeth coins still in our vaults and still in the reserves of the bank. So they remain legal tender. People shouldn't be concerned that they won't be legal tender. But as those get uh, used up by the demands, uh, uh, coins with uh, King Charles on them will then start uh, flowing out into the system. And that's uh, certainly we're expecting that sometime in 2023. That's Lee Gordon from the Royal Australian Mint. 25 past 12, let's catch up on uh, the last trading day of the week with Malika King from Craig's Investment Partners. Kia ora to you, Malika. Kia ora, Joel. Well, it's got that end-of-week, long-weekend feel to it already. Is that showing through on the share market? Yeah, it kind of is. Um, we had a reasonably good start to the day here, but it's sort of dragged down now. So we're down uh, three-quarters of a percent at 11,433 points on the NZX50. Just looking at our top 10 stocks, Auckland Airport's down 1 cent at 7.56. A2 Milk's down 13 cents at 6.15. Contact down 1 at $7.83. Fish and Puckle Healthcare down 68 cents at $18.88. Fletcher Building down 5 cents at 5.21. Infratil's down 5.5 cents at $9.12. Main Freight, no change there at $70. Meridian down 6.5 cents at $4.95 and a half. Um, Ryman's down five cents at eight dollars eighty-eight, and Sparks down four cents at five dollars seventeen. That sounded like the uh, coins tippling onto the floor, <laughs> but never mind. <laughs> well, Australia was on a holiday yesterday. How have they resumed trading after that break? Sorry, I just have to hang up on that person. Um, so they've uh, they're down as well. They're down one percent or seventy-eight points on the All Lords at six thousand eight hundred and forty-two points. Um, interestingly, the miners were down quite strongly yesterday, but they're holding. Up BHP's up 61 cents at 38.57, and Rio's up $2.57 at 93.80. Of note, Zero's down 5% at $78.60. What's it looking like for the currency? Yeah, look, we remain weak against the US and Aussie, so we're buying 58.5 US cents and 87.9 Australian, 51.9 pence, 59.4 euro cents, 83.2 yen, and 4.14 yuan. Which leaves us with interest rates, oil and gold. 90-day bank bills are at 3.765%. The five-year swaps at 4.375%. The 10-years at 4.33%. Brent crude's $95.17 US a barrel. And spot gold is $1,672 US an ounce. Thank you very much. We'll let you get back to your paying customers. That's Malika King from Craig's Investment Partners. A couple of other items of business news. Uh, wine producer Delegant is forecasting a higher profit on expected improved sales. The net profit forecast now for the current year or the coming year is 60 to $64 million. That compares with uh, previous years, $58.1 million. 
Uh, and there was a hint of disquiet over the re-election of a couple of Air New Zealand directors at yesterday's annual meeting. Voting results show some level of opposition, minor as it was, over the reappointment of the chair, Dame Therese Walsh and Jonathan Mason, who heads the company's remuneration committee. Both were reappointed, gaining more than 99% of the votes cast, but both also saw a high level of no votes and abstentions. Dame Therese told the meeting they'd been told that one of the proxy advisers gave qualified backing to their reappointment because they were on one of the committees and there was a concern about the level of disclosure on the merits of the chief executive's investment payments. We'll update business news and numbers for you at around half past five in checkpoint. But for now and for the week, that's uh, Business Money, Kira.